Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk. If you wouldn't eat it yourself, then don't eat it at all. That's the message from Cystic Fibrosis campaigner Gillian McNulty to hospital catering staff across the country. Gillian is with me on the line. Tell us, Gillian, just how bad is it? It's brutal. <laughs> that's been honest. It's brutal. It's really, really bad. Um, and like I mean, when someone is in hospital and they're sick, you expect to get nutritional, tasty food, you know. And when it's been handed to you on a plate that it looks bland, the veg is undercooked, the chicken or the beef, whatever, is cold, the potatoes are lumpy. It's just, no, you, you can't. You just can't. You can't do it. It's terrible. There's absolutely zero effort zero effort in my opinion um when it comes to hospital food or at least the three hospitals i've been to and 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 you you know you say that with some authority jillian because as somebody with cystic fibrosis you're probably in and out of hospitals more than you know more than most like a a lot now not as much as i used to be now thanks to captio but like i was recently i was just in hospital there just before christmas and literally like no my breakfast arrives the saturday before christmas eve the day before and it was a boiled egg and toast uh stone cold egg cold toast and barely warm tea like how hard is it to get breakfast right for a patient that's in hospital in the run up to Christmas? Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's just it's it's very very poor. Yeah, and and, and is it is it always nearly like that though? Like is there ever yeah. a good experience? No. Um, well, actually, no. I will say I had spinal surgery there in September, and I was on a soft food diet. This is a bit ridiculous, like because I couldn't eat obviously because they went in through my throat. But I the soft food diet was beautiful. Um, now it was all mushed up. It was like baby food, but it was really hot. And I could eat it. There was a sauce served with it every day. And I mean, it's pretty sad that the, the regular food, the food that goes around for everybody is is just, it's basic. And that's been decent, like it's mm. basic. Um, it's just, it's not acceptable. And half the time that I'm in there, I just want to march down to the kitchen and <laughs> hand it to the chefs and say, would you eat this? Yeah. Because really, like you're, you're, they're literally just throwing up food. It's like slop. It's absolutely disgraceful. And the money that's wasted every year, like majority of patients, I've seen the trays. I'd obviously go for a walk or whatever after lunch or after tea. And most of the trays are full of food. So nobody can eat going it. Back. You're relying yeah. on takeaways. Like it's, it's terrible. And is it just, I mean, I don't know, is it just down to the, the, the mass numbers that they're catering for? Is it a tight budget? Like what is it, Gillian? I honestly don't know what it is. Like, obviously, they, they do have to cater for a lot of people. But I'm sure there's more than one cook or one chef down in the kitchen. Like, why they just can't get it right and serve proper food, hot food? I mean, even if the food was hot, that you could eat it. It's like hospital food, obviously. You're not in a hotel, and I know that. And you don't expect a hotel food. No, you're not looking you for a five-star, you know, exactly. uh, Michelin menu you know, a lot or of something. But... are like, oh, well, what do you expect? You're not in a hotel. I'm well aware yeah. I'm not in a hotel. But I'm sick. I'm in hospital. I expect to be actually able to eat the food that I'm given. Because nine times out of ten, most of it goes back on, on the tray. Some days I don't. I look at the food and I'm like, no, can't do it can't do it and I know I'm not the only one it's terrible and I've been in three hospitals like I've been St Vincent's is my 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 main hospital but I've been in the Matter and I've been in Beaumont during my kidney transplant and they're all basically the same and as for the soup you can't even oh it's just like gruel it's disgusting 
It's terrible. I have a text from a listener who says another issue just to mention is that if you have to ever go for a scan or an x-ray and you miss yeah, me the time... Yeah, yeah. You, you don't get anything else, says, uh, says no, this No, no, it's, it's, it's tough luck. It's basically tough luck. And that's well, usually that's when ridiculous. you are called for a scan or that's some test, you'll be left down there for an hour and a half. Now, I'm lucky on my ward, on the cystic fibrosis ward, if I need something, the, the nurses or the catering guy that's there will get me toast and tea. Um, but... If, if you miss your dinner, you miss your dinner. There's no microwave, so there's no way of heating it up. Even if you could heat it up, yeah, <laughs> the true. food that comes right. that's cold, you can't. It, they're not allowed. So. A texter here as well, Gillian. I was in hospital for a week there just before Christmas. I had to actually get my family to bring in sandwiches every evening for me. Couldn't mm-hmm. stomach the hospital food. Was cold no. every single day. There is, though, uh, some, uh, some light in Ennis. I have a message from Anne. She says, my mum's a resident at St. Joseph's HSE Hospital in Ennis and Clare. The food is five star quality. A varied menu every day. You get choices for every single meal, says Angela. Wow. Yeah, I actually know that Mullingar Hospital, I know someone that was there on two or three occasions and I was actually in with them and the food was amazing. It was piping hot. Right. Um, the, the desserts were gorgeous. So I don't understand. If if some hospitals can do it, why can't everybody? Can do it right. Just... J- Jason is on the line as well, Gillian. Uh, what's your experience, Jason? Uh, happy to hear to you, Jim. Same to yourself. Um, it's been mixed. It's been mixed. Um, I'm a long-term chronic patient, so I've been around the HSE and, and knocking around the health service for about 25 years. I've been to the best and I've been to the worst. So I've had, I've had uh, you know, private rooms with a menu put in front of me of the food and pictures of the food and a good description of the food. And when the food arrives, it's exactly as, it, as it's described. And it's been pretty good. Um, and then I think to the other end of the spectrum where you're kind of in an emergency situation where you're taken to the hospital and you're just put into an intensive ward, whichever it is, you can be given slops. That's what I could, tell, I could describe it as. Um, and not only that, but it's the, it's the ingredients which are, are critical. So, for example, in the cardiac department, you can still be given caffeinated tea or caffeinated coffee or ingredients with too much sugar or things that might put you into a, a, an issue with your heart or with other issues. Um, there are fry-ups given to people with, I've, I've actually personally witnessed people with, with stomach issues inside a hospital, inside intensive care, who've been given fry-ups. And, and, I mean, awful things, you know what I mean? The, the mm-hmm. things that you don't buy yourself, you'd never buy yourself. You might have got in, in, in West Cork in the Gaelic camp when you're in, sometime in the 80s, that type of food. Um, and it, it really, when you kind of say, oh, we're not expecting this and we're not expecting that, have you seen what we're actually being charged? Have you seen the bills the HSC are racking up and that our ta- us as taxpayers are having to pay every year? And the, you, you see the, what, the, the budgets that they're saying, yeah, oh, we're not yeah, being yeah. paid enough. The, a lot of these issues, they're being, they're being farmed out. So as far as I'm aware, a, a, a lot of food and a lot of services for the sort of the basic standards in hospitals are farmed out. They're tendered out. Yeah. So they go through the number one priority is the lowest, lowest, the lowest cost. That's the number one priority in any tender. Uh, by a government. So the lowest, the lowest person with the lowest cost will, will win the tender. That's to be sure almost, yeah? So then you're asking that to be applied to people who are, getting, who are ill, who are spending a lot to be there. They may be away from work. They're, they're in a difficult place. And they're given food, which is just not up to standard. There's a couple now, of people, people actually will... pointing, pointing that out here, you know, on WhatsApp as well, Jason. Like, as this texter says, you're assuming that a lot of these hospitals have an active kitchen and a chef. In most UK hospitals, they've contracts with outside companies. The food arrives in a lorry daily, and it's then just handed out to the wards. Simple as. 
And, it, and if that's the case, well, how can I can get onto my phone and ring um, some delivery company and get pretty good damn, pretty good food delivered mm-hmm. to me, healthy options delivered to my door for under 10 euros? Now, if I can do that, you can be sure, you can be sure if they did something similar where it was opened up to the public where, listen, you know, you can ring in. You can ring in your food, but you can only ring from these certain companies who've passed a certain whatever test or, or only offer their nutrition base. So, you know, you go to a hospital, you don't expect to be, go to be doing any well, harm. Well, a lot of the people. hospitals have to have active kitchens and, and chefs that are there daily. Like Sir Martin has got in touch here and eaten dairy. He says, I was in, in Tullamore Hospital for two days just before Christmas. The food... And the service was five star. No complaints. Another texter, when my mother was in hospital, the catering staff were absolutely lovely. I think sometimes they're nearly even embarrassed by what they're serving. They're actually nearly apologising when they're handing out the food. What about you, Francis? What's your experience? Well, I was in my last day in hospital was two years ago. I was in for a week. Um, I am celiac, so I needed a gluten-free diet. Uh, I was admitted on the Wednesday in the middle of the night. Uh, a nurse did find me some gluten-free toast and a cup of coffee, which I greatly appreciated. I then went to a ward. Um, there was no gluten-free food available. Um, between the, that Wednesday night and the Friday evening, I had got the said cup of coffee and two slices of toast and a bowl of rice. Uh, and it kind of even got worse from there. Uh, and one evening, the options were, the only option I could choose being gluten-free for tea was um, beans on toast and a coffee. So when the food came, um, it wasn't gluten-free toasts. It was two slices of ordinary bread in a plastic uh, cover, and I couldn't eat that. Uh, so I said to the lady, I'm sorry, I can't eat that. And then the plate that the little bowl of beans was sat on was dirty. There was encrusted beans on it. I said, sorry, the plate is dirty. Could I have a clean plate, please? The plate was grabbed away from me and no plate replaced it. Um, So now I had a little bowl of coagulated dry beans and a cup of tea. I said, sorry, I asked for coffee, not tea. Um, I'll settle for just coffee. So, so. I was brought in two disposable cups with a teaspoon of dried coffee beans in each. And I said, what am I supposed to do with that? I need hot water. So then the lady disappeared, came back and plunked a bottle of Tipperary cold water on my trolley. At that stage, I just gave up and cried. (laughs) And uh, yeah, so that was it. Uh, the food uh, it was non-existent. I mean, before my husband had been in the same hospital and I could get food from uh, a local store that was homemade across the road and bring it in. But this was during COVID visiting uh, times and no food could be brought into you. So um, that was my experience. It was very, very bad. And to be honest with you, in my opinion, you need nutrition as well as medical care to recover. I didn't get it, um, so 
I had to sign myself out of the hospital, which I didn't think I would ever, ever do. Um, but mm-hmm. I did. That so that's my experience. It yeah. wasn't good. And, 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 and the point too, you know, Francis, around there not being um, options, other options or, or alternatives, uh, even in, in terms of the, the gluten-free food as well. JP McMahon, chef and, and restaurateur, is with us on the line. Why is it so hard to get it right in hospitals, JP? Um, well, I suppose that's a very difficult question, and it's not—it's not particular to Ireland. I mean, the, this problem is uh, is worldwide, um, certainly in the in the Western world. And I have a friend who wrote a whole book about it called "Take Back the Tray," Canadian chef, um, and she went into hospitals and tried to change things um, in Canada. And I think ultimately it comes down to two things. I think one is budget and the budget allocated um, for the food, and the second is is training. And um, I know some of your listeners say, said there about uh, uh, someone with heart uh, or intensive care being offered a fry. Mm. I think it comes down to education and training. And I think we need uh, like a national strategy because there are places that are, uh, there are hospitals in Ireland, I know, that do really, really good food, as some of your listeners said. And there are some that do absolutely terrible food. But we need like um, the HSC needs to start to integrate food into the program. The problem is, is that food is seen as an afterthought. And I think that that's uh, that's something that we we suffer from in Ireland in, in many, many places, in sport as well, for, for many many years like food was just an afterthought you just eat and then you go back to doing what you're doing and we need a better um, and more holistic strategy to think about food in terms of health and nutrition in terms of pleasure I mean I've dropped food in from Cava to people in the hospital um, who contacted me and said my mother's a regular customer of yours um, she's just uh, she's in hospital she hasn't had good food could you drop her in some food and I dropped her in some food and of course they were really really happy so I mean food brings joy and happiness as well and if you're served cold toast or um, cold tea or anything like and you're in a hospital for a couple of days like it affects your mood so I think that it's not only about uh, getting food into 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 your um, uh, into your body in terms of nutrition it's also about the 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 the, the pleasurable yeah. experience. But you know? but, but it, it is possible to cater, you know, even even on a budget, nutritional meals for large numbers. Oh, a hundred percent. And I just think there's not enough care given. Um, and that's I don't know if I don't think I don't think you can blame uh, indiv- individual chefs and hospitals uh, for that. I mean, sometimes yes, you could say there was no care given, but I think overall. And Joshna, uh, who wrote this book, she went into hospitals in in Toronto and uh, and changed the whole program. And and then and then six months a year later, went back in the hospital had reverted back to doing what it had done before, and she became really disheartened with some of some of the hospitals. Yeah. So um, there is no reason why we can't be served really, really, you can't be served really, really good food in a hospital setting uh, because there are plenty of caterers um, uh, in in Ireland that cater for vast numbers, um, like for the caterers that cater for Facebook or Google or LinkedIn, or they feed eight thousand people a day. So they're and they they feed really really good um, uh, good food. So it, it is. Sorry, go on. Yeah, no, I, I I was just going to put you know one of the texts actually on that from a listener um, JP who says you know there's there's no mystery as to why the food isn't good. There's been there is there is still a massive shortage of chefs in this 
this country for years now. No chefs to staff the kitchens. The pay is poor. And that's why they're yeah, going into no, the industry I, where they I, make yeah, money. Like, yeah, like yes and no. Like I don't like. I mean, the say for example, the the, the multinationals that are in Ireland have have amazing food programs, and they they have no problem with a shortage of chefs. So that that is not down to like a lack of chefs or pay being poor. I mean, sh- some chefs who work for these companies work Monday to Friday, um, half seven, half three, and they and they get a good wage, and they're very very happy. So it's I think it's also like I, I don't know if it's the stigma associated with just going into a hospital and hospital food and just uh, cooking it all hours beforehand and putting it into a hot box and then just leaving it there and I, and I know I know and I know that happens um, but again that's not to say every caterer is doing that there are some amazing mm-hmm. examples of hospital food and and caterers in in Ireland uh, some of your listeners have mentioned like the five star service and oh, that yeah, and again I, as I I always say to people, I mean, um, it's not when I sometimes when I give out about food in Ireland, and I, I know I have a Michelin star restaurant. It's not that we're looking for five star food and Michelin star service. We're just looking for really nice food. Yeah, well, we have the exact same problem, I think, in in um, service stations along the along the motorways. When you're looking for something nice, and then everything is just reduced to the common denominator, and yeah. often it's it's quite it's quite poor. Just on that listener here who says, um, I don't think this is a worldwide issue. I actually think it's that Irish people put up with low standards in general. I didn't hear any patient in my ward complaining about the food. Do people complain, Gillian? Yeah, and I, I myself have uh, contacted the ma- the kitchen managers like on a number of occasions. I'm known in the hospital. I say the dread when I go in because I'm always given out. It's just not acceptable. I mean, I could be in hospital for three, four months at a time. I remember the summer of 2020 during COVID, I was in hospital for nearly four months and it it almost broke me. And the food then coming, I was so ill. And then when the food comes cold, you just, it's just like the straw that broke the camel's back. You just burst out crying because you just can't take it anymore. Like my brother ended up dropping food at reception for me. Um, for them, for the cage, or for the the porters to bring up to my room, like just it, it's just insane. Well, as JP said, it, it puts him in bad mood. No, no, no doubt in bad form. No doubt about it. A lot of people getting in touch about this today. This texture though was in Port Leash Hospital recently for six days. I have to say, the food was excellent in terms of uh, what was on the plate every day. Another listener, I was in hospital for a month before having my daughter. I actually lost weight rapidly because the portion sizes were so small. I was constantly asking for more, but was never enough. I was slim going into hospital. I weighed less, um, but I weighed less having my baby at eight months than before I got pregnant. 87 that is the WhatsApp number. Keep them coming in to us. Gillian, JP, Francis and uh, Jason, thank you for getting in touch with us. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk.